On the morning of the first Monday in December 2000, FBI Special Agent Stephen Carr hurried out of his cubicle at the Bureau's Washington, D.C. field office and bounded down two flights of stairs to pick up a package that had just arrived by FedEx from FBI New York. Carr was 38 years old, of medium build with blue eyes and a handsome face. He was thoughtful and intense, meticulous in his work, driven by a sense of patriotic duty inherited from his father, who served in World War II, and his maternal and paternal grandfathers, who both fought in World War I. Because of his aptitude for deduction and his intellectual doggedness, he'd been assigned to counterintelligence within a year after coming to the FBI in 1995. In his time at the Bureau, all of it spent in the nation's capital, he had played a supporting role in a series of high-profile espionage cases, helping to investigate spies such as Jim Nicholson, the flamboyant CIA agent who sold U.S. secrets to the Russians. But like most agents starting out in their careers, Carr was keen to lead a high-stakes investigation himself. A devout Catholic, Carr would sometimes bow his head in church and say a silent prayer, requesting the divine's help in landing a good case. That's why he had responded with such alacrity when his squad supervisor, Lydia Jehorik, had asked him to pick up the package that morning. Whatever it is, it's yours, she had said. Carr raced back to his desk and laid out the contents of the package in front of him, a sheaf of papers running into a few dozen pages. They were from three envelopes that had been handed to FBI New York by a confidential informant at the Libyan consulate in New York. The envelopes had been individually mailed to the consulate by an unknown sender. Breathlessly, Carr thumbed through the sheets. Based on directions sent from New York, he was able to sort the papers into three sets corresponding to the three envelopes. All three had an identical cover sheet, at the top of which was a warning in all caps, this letter contains sensitive information. Below, it read, in part, This letter is confidential and directed to your president or intelligence chief. Please pass this letter via diplomatic pouch and do not discuss the existence of this letter in your offices or homes or via any electronic means. If you do not follow these instructions, the existence of this letter and its contents may be detected and collected by U.S. intelligence agencies. In the first envelope was a four-page letter with 149 lines of typed text consisting of alphabetical characters and numbers. The second envelope included instructions on how to decode the letter. The third envelope included two sets of code sheets. One set contained a list of ciphers. The other, running to six pages, listed dozens of words along with their encoded abbreviations, a system commonly known as brevity codes. Together, the two sets were meant to serve as the key for the decryption. Carr flipped through the letter, skimming the alphanumeric sequence. It looked like gibberish, like text you might get if you left a curious monkey in front of a keyboard. There was no way to make sense of it without the code sheets and the decoding instructions. By mailing the three separately, the sender had sought to secure the communication against the possibility that one envelope might get intercepted by a U.S. intelligence agency. Carr saw that the sender had included a message in typed plain text in each envelope. 
informing the consulate of the other two envelopes in the mail, and instructing the receiver of the message to place a car ad in the Washington Post if any of the other envelopes failed to arrive. The sender had not anticipated that all three envelopes could fall into the FBI's hands. FBI New York had already decoded a few lines of the letter. Carr's pulse quickened further as he read the deciphered text. I am a Middle East North African analyst for the Central Intelligence Agency. I am willing to commit espionage against the U.S. by providing your country with highly classified information. I have a top-secret clearance and have access to documents of all of the U.S. intelligence agencies, National Security Agency, NSA, Defense Intelligence Agency, DIA, Central Command, CENTCOM, as well as smaller agencies.